0: A well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminished and the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know, the street nerd has got no time for no kaka Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bola Kaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gonna bring no game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want.
1: Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it watch out, Wakanda. Wakanda (laughs) (laughs) On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. So a little disclaimer, Lisa Bolakaja is out yet again. Damn it. Janet Uh, (laughs) Lisa, why are you avoiding me? You know what I'm saying Where are we going to anyway. put
2: her now Like on a footnote now Because it's like She's, yeah, like yeah, yeah. she's Co-co-host <laughs>
1: Yeah Because she's
2: been on like Three times all year And here we are so, uh, I believe myself I haven't
3: seen her Since I've been here Have you? She
2: yeah, hasn't yeah. no. Look She hasn't been on a, it's, 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 it, it's June now well, At least three times
4: and Maybe she, four
1: No
2: She's only been here Like four times all right. year
4: least, You better tip your ass Back
2: up to LA
1: <laughs> After We probably Come done back. 24 episodes at She's done three At
2: least That's like some Star Wars like number because <laughs> of its Its quality it was, it was Output so Okay
1: So we got my girl Sitting in with us today Lauren Warren From but, the uh, uh Nerds of Prey What's going on girl? Uh, not
3: much Not Turn much the other way, other way Oh Nerds of Prey Yeah there we go You need to scoot uh, up I need to scoot yeah. up I will do that sir Thank you Thank And you know, I am mama. well <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for inviting me Yeah
1: well how you been What's going on
3: uh, She just I, moved to
1: LA great, uh, Jeff
3: Yeah I made the big drive <clears throat> Three months ago No wait four months ago That's so been We're a minute. in June from? Yeah. Uh Toronto Wow Yeah uh, took four days Drove across with a friend And uh, because she and my husband Were tired of me saying I keep missing out on meetings So they said, well, <laughs> go <laughs> um,
1: better, Move, so bitch chip your ass of to <laughs> L.A. too. He, he packed
3: me up And she helped me drive So okay. I've been out here And uh, just been I've been writing I've been meeting a lot of people I've i have right. never right. had so many lunches And coffees in my that's life That's how you're supposed to do it uh, mm-hmm. But I, I love coffee And I love yeah. to eat So, hey It all works <laughs> out And nice. they pay for the
4: food mostly,
1: right?
3: Who, me? The other people Oh, the other people, yeah See, yeah, the no, best I part admit. of our business, yes. <laughs> exactly. I hand out a card, I smile, I wave, I chat, and then you know, hey, give me that email, and I'll slide you something when I'm done.
1: So, yeah, <laughs> so they got my man, of course, Chris Derrick, in the house from the writing, directing team, the Derrick Brothers. What's up, Chris Derrick? Not much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all not <nonchalant. laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, it's just Monday, baby. You feeling better today? I finally, yeah, we you were sick, sick last time oh, we talked the last three weeks, yikes, oh no, with what just.
2: Whatever is going around.
1: He got don't the vapors. Fuck, man. Don't you know. Vapors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: not three weeks, but it's been since like Thursday before Memorial Day. So nice. I, it's been a while. It is mm-hmm. about three weeks. About three weeks. Yeah. yeah. It's terrible. I hate being mm-hmm. sick. That's why I, I rarely do it. Fevers and shit. It's just, you know, I think about when I was sick back east when I mean, the winter times <laughs> stuff like that. And it's okay to be cold. Or a fever when it's cold. But, but, out here, but it's not yeah. because you are like doing like, do I got to put the AC on to keep it like, it's just a, it's just a lot. Frankie and Ned keep trying to get me to the beach every day. You know, exactly. it's, just, it's just, I don't know, you know, it's just not good. And it yeah. might, it's just terrible. But I'm feeling better now, finally. Um, I'm back on uh, trying to write a bunch of shit. Um, I want to do that short, man, about the... The school thing That's so, You gotta tell Jeff about uh, that yeah. later That's a good Oh thing. my god Just Look on his face I'm already more. terrified Thinking about it more
1: <laughs> Jeff said he'll oh. produce it for you You know <laughs> It's simple
2: It's simple I'm, yeah. I'm current I can't even say
1: that
2: <laughs> It's simple <laughs> I think you would really dig it I think you'd be like
1: Fuck that Well we'll talk about Yeah we'll talk about We'll get into all,
4: it All the stuff you guys Don't get to hear
1: That's the real tea Exactly So we got our big bro In the house The OG, the mentor himself, (laughs) the pimp job. Yeah,
4: right. My wife is already laughing. She's not even listening to this right now. She's she's heard in the mystic world someone said something stupid about Jeff.
1: Jeff Thorne, writer, producer himself. What's going on, man? What's up?
4: Um, A bunch of stuff. Um, Almost all of it I cannot talk about for legal reasons. (laughs) It's really upsetting. Working for Marvel is like working for. I don't even know the mafia right. or like some sort of weird secret ninja <laughs> assassin organization. Well, like well, what? Let me just
2: cut you off for a second. This is, it's, I mean, look, I, <laughs> we, are talking a little bit and, and, and I know that you have a lot of things that you are <laughs> under, under the wraps, but it's one of these things I always say to people, to the analogy <laughs> about when you're developing stuff is, it's Tesla versus Edison,
4: Yeah, and you're Tesla. Tesla. Yes, I'm saying we're all Tesla. All of us are Tesla. Poor Tesla. And the the industry
2: is Edison. I mean, like like, like the big A listers are Edison. Yeah, that's kind of true. I mean, if if I know what's up, you're done.
4: I'm working on a bunch of stuff. But I mean, it's not like they force you to sign. You
2: sign the agreement.
4: Um, And the agreement is very specific about when and what you can talk about, which is nothing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nada He's actually unemployed
4: He's on a breadline. Yeah, line right, like, I can't he's, even say that He's, he's yeah, on right. the breadline. <laughs> no Jesus things are going pretty God. good Things are going pretty good asking. I can tell you this I can give you my assessment Of whenever they decide to drop it The upcoming Black Panther's quest uh, cartoon Is like nothing you've seen from Marvel before Right Awesome um, a team of us that made this thing of all, none of whom I can name yet
1: still can't even
4: say who the writers make. are, or and nothing. they can't either. Not the writers, Jesus not the. I God. mean, they announced uh, uh, they announced uh, James and Daisy as. Um, T'Challa and Shuri. Right. That's the that's the list. That's I can't even
2: tell you anything else. <laughs> right. We
4: got a lot of great guest stars coming in. We right. got some the, episodes you can't believe we even
2: got on the air. Right. The animation studio can't be discussed. Like, none, none of that stuff. None of that. None of that. <laughs> none, of that. <laughs> none
4: of that. None of that. Now, there's a lot of people probably listening who can, with their own backstage right. connections, figure some of what is out. Mm-hmm. All I can tell you is, as the person who helped make it, mm-hmm. uh, the, the one of the guiding creative forces behind it, you're in for a treat. You're in for a treat.
1: Um, we're looking forward there's nothing embarrassing about it there's nothing
4: you're gonna feel like what like (laughs) there's a bunch of things you can't do that they can do in the movies but it's not specific to our show it's just the way cartoons work versus the way a motion picture works Um, so you're gonna get three versions at the end of the day you're gonna get a comic book version a movie version and a cartoon version all Black Panther Mm -hmm. All slightly different from one another
2: Oh just real quick Speaking of difference between The live action films And the animated films mm. Have you seen the trailer For the Spider-Man thing coming Dude,
4: I tell you out? what If somebody told me That you can stay in Hollywood But all you can make Is a movie like this Or a TV show like this I would already be kissing their boots <laughs> <laughs> That movie If that doesn't blow up like It, it can't be bad there's literally no way, even if every line of dialogue in the movie we've seen the trailer for is crap, it's still going
2: to be like, Oh my God. What you <laughs> <pin?"> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's not just miles, but they got spider going in there. I was spider like, man. okay, hold on, hold on. I'm Y'all doing it up. dude."
5: Yeah. but so.
4: even just the
2: visual, like, look,
4: the difference between me and a lot of people who are practitioners is it starts turning into fiefdoms, right? I work only for Warners. I'm a DC dude. I'm a Marvel dude. I'm a whatever. I'm a dude who likes great shit. Okay. Uh, that looks like if, if Pixar and Disney Animation don't have competition, they got some comp it's from Sony the, this year. Sorry. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. Sony uh. dropped the mic on that one. They they came to play. Just like I felt when I saw the first uh, How to Train Your Dragon. It was like a bunch of people on the other side in the other castle. They were like, oh, you think you have the field? No, you don't have the field. That's exactly what Sony finally did with this. Yeah. And more power to them I want them to win I want And then I want How to Train Your Dragon 3 To come out And murder everybody else I want all the great shit That I get to go see I don't care What studio made it Unless <laughs> yeah, you're see, doing, see, you, know, you know I, I do
2: It's crazy It's like I hear people all the time They talk about When they were kids They were either Marvel guys Or DC guys Right, right. And I was like, "What the fuck is that shit?" They're both good. I'm a good read story the guy. good shit. Yeah. It Doesn't matter who's writing the good stuff. Read what's good. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of good stuff both put out. And I never understood the I'm anti-squad, the, the, dude. Yeah, the, totally the, anti-squad. The, the, mm-hmm. the the the, the tribalism. Uh, I'm out from I'm way out. back then. See what we
1: gotta deal with, Lauren.
3: I was so I sad. was team video game when <clears throat> okay, I was coming see. up. So <laughs> I didn't get into comics until much 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 later. I was just team team Nintendo, then team Xbox, and that's the only. Team, have I have stand it. for. <laughs> I know that's,
4: that's yeah. the privileged children, the young people today. They don't understand. Just Atari. I'm not young.
3: Just uh, the Atari. Atari.
2: Well, just the Atari. Atari. Yeah, just uh, Atari. My first system
3: was uh, Activision and Television. Damn girl. Okay. So yeah, but hey, let's <laughs> say this. The, like, the console is, uh,
4: wars were legit yeah. because even today, if you're holding a Nintendo controller, if you're holding an Xbox controller, if you're holding a PS4 controller. Some fit more naturally in some hands. Some fit more naturally in other hands. Yes. Uh, I watched with dismay when people tried to move from Nintendo to the first Xbox. Or was, it wasn't even, was it was Dreamcast or whatever. Sega Dreamcast, where, Right. Yeah. Where it was like, you were holding it this the way and there was controller. like 9,000 buttons it's on, on it. All <laughs> <triggers> <laughs> and people were like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> it's like, just play the game, man. Just play the game. Shoot that thing. Shoot, oh, God damn it. You know. Mash them all. Mash
3: right. all the buttons. But the, yeah. Nintendo,
4: the first Nintendo controller was like hyper simple.
1: So I, I miss the old shit. It had a little thing with a joystick and a button. But what I'm that's
4: saying is, the Concert Wars, boo, boo, those are boo. legitimate that's factions. It. So that's like, look I don't like playing this game because it's hard to play this game Right? Mm-hmm. it's not like I like Nintendo because Mario's my king right. you know <laughs> but right. Plus, you right. know,
2: but it's like But it's, it, I remember when we were kids there was that thing between Atari and Intellivision because yep. Intellivision had that disc right. and the keypad yeah. so people were like I can't get that because yeah. I need the stick and, right. and, and, and then ColecoVision came out yep. Coleco, Coleco. Coleco. Like, with its own <laughs> right. with, its, with its own controller with right. that little, yeah. like, with little like swivel wheel and I was like oh it's fucking <laughs> up and it was, was it, what's <laughs> the other it's like Commodore. 64, do they have some no that wasn't no, the most yeah. that was a hand thing. I don't <laughs> know. One of,
1: one of the first commercials <laughs> I did shit. was for TurboGrafx. Oh yeah, oh, TurboGrafx wow. wow. 16. turbografx
3: wow.
4: 16.
2: Wow. Yeah. So what did that you sell? Cool.
3: Oh god, I have everything now still. Really? I, I have two original NESs, um, an Xbox, an Xbox 360, an Xbox One, a PlayStation. Nintendo 64, Super Nintendo see, still, all right, cool, and a Jack. power glove. All right, uh, I, have the power I'm going to
4: have to check your geek, cred because girls can't play video games. I'm just <laughs> right, telling you. Well, let me take your right. earrings
2: off. Hold yeah. on yeah, one second. Like, go get him. <laughs> take my shoe <laughs> off while oh, I'm spray at it. I've yeah, been yeah. playing
3: since I was like five. And that was one of the things that my husband, when my husband and I were dating, um, I asked him about playing Halo. And he was like, what do you know about Halo? I was like, I know I could beat you. Yeah,
4: I'm about to school your ass. That's what I know. So we
3: still play together to this day. We still play. That's uh, awesome Yeah, and we, when we moved in together, we merged consoles That was part of the whole, you know, get this, you get rid of this, and I'll get rid of this one And yeah
4: Geek love yeah. beautiful, <laughs> it's beautiful, yeah. it's beautiful. It exists, wild. it
1: exists <laughs> That's wild That's what's up So if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get into the <laughs> show Here we go So today, um, we'll be getting some questions from, you know, listeners <clears throat> And also, you know, we have my girl Lauren Warren in the house and the last time you heard we kind of did something a little bit similar where she just moved into town. so it was like a question on like what's wow. it like coming in a town, being from another. You know, she is from America, but yeah. you know, living in Toronto, then coming here and my Canadian
4: truth. friends. Whenever I when I was younger, I would be, I would always forget they were Canadian right. because they sound like us, exactly. right? That's the only country in the world that sounds exactly like the United <laughs> yeah, States. A little
1: slight accent, depending on <laughs> yeah. Where yeah you but are. if you've been to Chicago, yeah. the Chicago, Canadian yes. a
4: Toronto accent is actually easier to grasp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I would forget they were Canadians. So I'm like, so where are you from? And they're like, or Toronto, Vancouver. And right. I'm like. No, you're not. You know, whatever. So, but it is a culture shock, right? Mm-hmm. There is a, some culture shock when you come from another nation to this nation, and you move from a normal city to Los Angeles, which mm-hmm. is not a normal city because right. of the industry. It wasn't the first but, time
3: I'd ever moved. Like I've, I've, I was telling you how I've, I've actually moved 18 times since I was 18. Dear God, for various reasons. Uh, partly because my dad was in the military, right. and then I would just sort of trail along it, with them. Really, in
4: three years, that's how much
3: you've moved. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Give him some candy, please. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so it was, I had spent five years up there and was laid off and then transitioned into writing full time. So it was more of a culture shock, a corporate culture shock to go from corporate work to creative work that mm. has no... Net, you know, there's no, there's no map, there's no uh, No measurements for anything. You know what I mean? So, and I was talking to another writer friend of mine last week, and I said, I find that I'm still struggling that I put corporate benchmarks. On a creative process. Yeah. And do it that. doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. It don't doesn't work. You. Right. You know, let's give, here, let's give
1: people an example months. of what you what you mean when you say that.
3: Um so like I've been here four months mm-hmm. and my type A personality says, <laughs> like, I I I'm gonna be, have an agent. I, I should be this. working, right. I should be this, I right. should be that, and I'm not those things. Mm-hmm. So I I beat myself up for a while. Mm-hmm. And he said, Let me assure you right now, you're doing all the right things. You just have to be patient. Yep. And I was like, okay, but right. he says there's no but. There's no but Put a period into that sentence There's no but You just have to be patient. I was like, okay, okay. Right. But am I doing all the right things? Yeah, you're doing mm. all right. You're meeting me. You're meeting mm-hmm. people. You're well, doing this. You're doing yeah. that. Just be patient. And all the puzzle pieces will come together. Yeah. So it's that but, you but, have four months to produce X amount of blah, blah, blah. No. And right. then, but, nah, no. but
1: being you know? patient, people got to be careful with that. Because they're like, well, just be patient. No, so, it's so, tenacious. They, so they think that means sitting back. Oh, right. no. It's like, no, bitch. Work harder. So I'm like, I'll just right. go And the patience fucks with people.
2: I I mean, right. and, and, and the the waiting game... It's what fucks with people. We'll never be
4: waiting. I think
2: that's the You theory. have to I yeah. think
3: maintain, do something while well, you wait, Well, well right?
2: okay, this is what I mean by the waiting game. The waiting game is not you not doing anything, but I think what fucks with people is you're waiting for to, for a response for something, and I think that you can avoid the anxiety of that by working on the next project.
4: Yes. I th- always tell I always tell baby writers and baby <clears throat> Uh, oh, newcomers is a, is a better way to say it, because not everybody's right. a baby writer. Baby writer is a very specific term about when you join a show and you're the staff writer. Right. You could be 50 and everyone else could be 20 and you're right. still the baby. I'm right, So my <laughs> But you know what I'm saying. So, <clears throat> But there is a tendency with people to equate what you're saying, mm-hmm. uh, a kind of uh, physical, easy-to-understand success and a sort of weird ladder and timetables that they apply to it, based on what they've always known. Because most people didn't grow up in the arts; right. <laughs> they always wanted to be in the arts, but mm-hmm. didn't really grow up in it. Right. So when they make that final switch, it's a it's an upheaval. It is a leaving behind of all that I know. It's a leap of faith in a certain way. Right. And then you get here, and it really, really, really doesn't yeah. work that way. You anymore. can't you can't be taught it, and you can you s- got to learn it, and yeah. you can get sucked yeah. into the sitting around cafe right. culture right. of wannabes. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah, and yeah, and I think this... What, what you find when you talk to people who right. are who are getting somewhere, quote unquote, they got like nine things going on, yep. and some of them don't even have anything to do with this industry, right? They're writing messes, mm-hmm. mm, or they're illustrating, or they're right. making a they're film, they're blogging, or they're doing whatever, but mm-hmm. they're doing a thing that gets them somewhere. Mm-hmm and then you look back and go all that added up to this right. but there's no plan because there can't be right. like even now people are asking me questions about how to break in and all i'm like as soon as you break in whatever you did to break in they seal that door and lock it shut and <laughs> right. weld it right. with a steel plate right. no <laughs> one is duplicating
5: whatever right. the hell
2: you true. did right. nobody that's right. true yeah it's nobody. funny because uh, cuz you read those stories I, that's the thing that's sad, is that you read the stories of what people did, and everyone thinks that's the oh, way. I'll do that. That's the way that they, you're right, and, it's, yeah. like, you're yeah. right. and yeah. it's like, it's sealed. There's mm-hmm. no other,
4: like, there's not letting anyone else come in that way. Picture a giant dam with a bunch of hairline cracks in it, <laughs> and you're not close enough in Chicago to see even the cracks. You've right. got to move close to the dam, one, mm-hmm. and yeah. come to L.A. Yeah. Then you get here, it takes a minute to, oh my God, it's not... That's not as perfect as it looked like right. it was. Mm-hmm. It's got cracks in it. Mm-hmm. Now, that crack, the first crack I see is way up at the top where Jeff Bridges lives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right? I'm not getting to that crack because yeah. no one can scale the wall because no. they got yeah. freaking snipers on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> right? But uh, what? Wait down here. Grease my, on the wall. Right. There's green. walls are <laughs> grease.
2: are those thumbtacks? Who glued thumbtacks to a bridge? <laughs> right. And sooner or later, they might dump
4: hot oil down the right. things right. 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 right, right, right. What you'll notice is there are cracks. Yeah. As soon as you climb through, as soon as you make yourself skinny enough to slither through well, that crack, enough. I guarantee you, a robot will come out and smooth it over with some caulk, <laughs> repaint it, and make it look like we just put new bricks in here, yeah, yeah. right? And then the next person behind you, the next ten thousand people behind you, each individually has to find their new crack. Yeah. Nobody can go, "Hey, see this crack? I just climbed yeah. through." Hurry yeah. up! Hurry up! There's none of that. You get none shot that. doing that. None of that. Don't yeah. do that. Don't help people like yeah. that. I mean, there's
3: no right. way I could have done this fresh out of college. Mm-hmm. Like, there, I wasn't uh, prepared, right? You know, mentally prepared. It's, it's the 18 moves and all the other stuff that have prepared me to be patient, to right. know, to move on to the other thing until mm-hmm. this thing possibly pops off. So right. um, I, I have to just remember, leave the corporate benchmarks with Satan's Workshop. That's right. That is gone. They are a thing of the past and currently becoming a script. So we'll just move on from that. And I'll just keep,
1: I look at I'll like just this. keep at it. There, there can't be a deadline. Because if you give yourself a deadline, then you have all the, then you're killing yourself for things you didn't do. Right. I, or I had, things you didn't I accomplish. I had the other
4: career that I put down. It was three mm-hmm. years after I put down the career to my first sale, which right. wasn't a sale in the industry, mm-hmm. it was a sale to a, a Star Trek right.
5: Mm-hmm. books, mm-hmm. right?
4: Um, I started by any conceivable notion a minimum of five years, quote unquote, too late for when you're supposed to start your writing right. career out here. And it took me about five years. To land right. my thing, and they say you're supposed to allocate ten. At well, I'm least. like whoever they are, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> exactly. Nobody but asks them. It, it nobody asks them, to and it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Right. But yeah. if you, if your ten years your window, like if I don't get somewhere where I want to be within right. ten, it might be time to take another. You don't want to waste your life, right. basically. Right. But anything under ten, mm-hmm. you're a G. That's the way I, I look agree. at yeah. it, right? So if it took you eight and a half years to get quote unquote where you wanted to go, mm-hmm. you're a G. You mm-hmm. broke the ten year rule, you know. Um, but yeah, this idea that you're failing every day, that you're not achieving here, that's foolish.
1: Well, let's it's talk about foolish. that for a second, though, Jeff. I mean, it's 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 hard to do. You I, just like you, like you, Jeff. We we moved here to be an actor when we first moved here, true, right? True. You come here and you have illusions of grandeur. You're like, shit, I'ma have I was in San Francisco getting at least two auditions a month. So in LA, I'ma get three or four a week. Right. I'm you about to kill these fools. And you have <laughs> you have one every four months. You feel it's, me? It's, Depending on who you yeah. are, what's going on and, with your category and how right? you land, right? Right. Yeah. And so 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 the illusions of grandeur can fuck you up. Mm-hmm. So you have to learn to be um what's the word I wanna use? Prolific is the one thing that comes to mind. And and like you out meeting people, going to lunch, doing all that stuff for things that people don't think they want to do because they're like, well, why would I need to do that? You know what I mean? I should just be able to go in audition and get a role. Yeah. But you are setting yourself. For example, I'm just going to use that as a little side way. Cool. The show that I'm on now came because of relationships.
5: Yeah. yeah. You know.
1: Everything landed in the way that it was supposed to land for me. It wasn't supposed to land for somebody else. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to land for me. The showrunner is my friend. The the, the, the the creator is my friend. You know what I mean? I write in that genre. Whatever it right, is right. for you is for you. Mm-hmm. And so your job is to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm learning more and more and more. No matter what projects I do on the side, no matter what I'm doing, I'm always trying to just be ready mm-hmm. for whatever is to come. So you have to learn to say yes to things you wouldn't say yes to. I think that
3: corporate life kind of taught me about that, though. Like, you cultivate relationships. And and I came from, what I was doing was, uh, I worked for an aerospace engineering company in D.C. And and I was doing um, project management for a big contract. So there was a lot of whining and dining with people at the FAA and all these government agencies. So I got to see a lot of That you have to Mm -hmm. cultivate the relationship. See, you guys can't see this,
4: but the way she's describing these amazing things Mm is like, oh, and then I went to lunch with. Like, if you could see the body language, you'd be like ready to hang yourself, right? (laughs) Well, there's there's something interesting
2: that Jeff said about um, unless you grow up in the arts, how it is. See, I think about you know some of these people who make it big, you know, someone like um, Lena Dunham Mm -hmm. or like J.J. Abrams Mm -hmm. or the. I think what's interesting is is that. What it's not necessarily the. Okay, so let's take Lena Dunham for example. Mm -hmm. I think her mom is an artist. Now I I I know Jeff is upset about this, but the but 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 this this is the point. Like about a lot of things (laughs) um, that are about it. The behavior like there's so many unwritten things that it takes you a long time to learn out here. That's true. They. Are aware of that from their parents early yeah, on It's just water they swim yeah, in yeah, yeah, and, that. and that gives them that kind of um, Advantage that other people Especially from the corporate world I, I, I think sometimes the the, the the behavior codes Of the corporate world are so the antithesis Of what the creative Has to do It takes you like a minute to, to dial that down And go the opposite way right. And that's I think tough for people because I, everything yeah. in society is teaching you how to be that corporate cog. you are going of from
3: one end of the spectrum to the other. Like I, I have, I have a degree in 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 screenwriting. Like right. I have a film degree, but couldn't quite get there right after college. So mm. then I went corporate. So now I'm going back, and so it's right. but here's you're the thing: straddling two worlds.
4: I'll tell this story. Um, I was in the writer writers room on Leverage, and everybody else in the room was either a seasoned pro. Mm-hmm or they'd been to Harvard, or they studied physics or high-end mathematics and all that. And one of the fun things one of my bosses liked to do with one of the other writers was they would throw formula at each other, like blah, 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 right? And then at the end of the formula discussion, which was literally just symbols and numbers, okay, and properties, they would both laugh like a joke had been told. And I was like this is messed up, man. What the hell is this? I'm supposed to be the smart guy around here. Keep your thoughts. Keep
1: your, let me just interrupt you really quickly because I just, I just put this on Facebook. There was a guy on Google, a black guy from Compton. I posted it. He, 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 he was like some tech dude who got into oh, Google, yeah, Right yeah, that thing. Yeah, yeah. And he talked about imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I can relate to that okay. because sometimes I'm sitting there in a room and I'm listening to these really smart Harvard, Princeton writers well, talk about shit. let me about fix shit. you. I'm I about to fix you. So go. I'm go about ahead. to fix you. Okay.
4: All right. So, by the way, I don't have that. I'm not humble. Okay? I'm a, I'm a goddamn gladiator. You better bring all your tools if you want to fight me as a writer. Okay? I'm not playing. That's I can hilarious. drop you and will easily. Good friends, enemies, doesn't matter. I'm a gladiator. Okay? Okay? But in this particular room, I, was, I, was, I became on this one day, mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't say sheepish, but I suddenly realized, like you just said, I don't have the, my degree is in acting. Yeah. I got a degree in theater with like a minor in theater history, right? I guess, yeah. right? What can you apply that to? It you can, no actor ever got a job by showing their diploma. Let me put it like that, okay? And no writer did ever, either. So I had, these, I had these various, very smart, very capable, all good writers, and my, my boss looked over at me, he's like, what's up, Jeff? Because they never see a look of sheepishness on my face, mm. right? And I was like, well, you know, Harvard over here, such and such over here, you motherfuckers right here are just doing this crazy, right. like, uh, Einstein versus, you know, whoever danced. <laughs> Fuck all of you. And he's like, so you're feeling, what, intimidated? And I was like, mm. I don't know if I ever feel that, but if there is a country called intimidation, I can see it mm. from the coast. Right, Right. he's like Tef. All these people have all this stuff, and you're just here. And I'm like, what? He's like, they have all this background, Hmm. and you're sitting here with them as an equal or a superior. What did you need? Oh my
1: God, that's my revelation too. Right, I said in that
4: you Mm -hmm. are here to play. Yes, you can play. It doesn't matter how you got trained. It doesn't matter. Like, uh, I mean you could be draco malfoy right. or you could be harry but it doesn't matter cuz all of us are up in here together right, right now right. and it's just who can do it and right. who can't
2: yeah and, well and, I, I you know what i i think that the 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 i think a lot of people like these harvard types cuz cuz you meet a disproportionate number of them in this industry is that they kind of like use that as a weapon in a weird way because i think that they're uh they have to use it as a shield. They have to use it as a shield, as, as armor, because because I don't know if they can really get out there and present some other type of experience. Yeah, there's that, but I wouldn't. I don't want
4: to say this. I, by the way, leverage remains the greatest job I've ever been on, and all mm-hmm. the people I work with uh, were fantastic sure even, not i wouldn't even say even the har, the two harvard guys mm-hmm. are like really good guys right. and they're good friends of mine right. and they help me out and i try to help them out whenever it isn't like that it was all a personal response mm-hmm. to like wait wait I, I literally devoted my entire life to the arts and i'm in a room full of people mm-hmm. who didn't do that mm-hmm. yeah. and some of the things that they didn't do are kind of incredible like right. i'm a physicist as well as this right. i'm this as well as this right. you know i'm a writer. It yeah. sounds like it's the, it's the least of the things in the room, mm-hmm. but in fact, like I said, I'm a goddamn gladiator, and these other gladiators might have trained at the hyper school on right. the planet, blah, blah, right. blah, blah, yeah. and I trained with my brass weapons in the mm-hmm. desert of my little town, <laughs> exactly. but I will gut your ass, right? Right? And that's what my boss told me, you're a gladiator.
1: And that's when I realized, too, Jeff. I was sitting in the room, and they were talking about politics and all the stuff, things that I just don't give a fuck. It's just my <laughs> yeah. And I was just listening, and for some reason, I went into that imposter syndrome. Like, how the fuck You're not I, an imposter. hear me I was there for like 20 minutes just listening to them. You yeah. know, you're just chopping the shit in the beginning right before you get anything. And I just was sitting there quietly just like listening to all these super smart people talking for a minute. I'm going, man, I didn't graduate from high school. I got my GED. I started like going there right But and that's i went the opposite direction and i went and i looked at the comic book that we're doing for the show and i went wait a minute but nobody in this room actually was in the scene i was you know what i mean that's so whenever we're talking they're asking me mm-hmm. you saw you what's, me? It,
4: what's that what's that movie um where uh, leonardo DiCaprio is a gunslinger oh yes it
1: true. is uh, Stone's in it
4: Um, Oh, quicken the dead! Quicken the dead! That's your life. You are that. Everyone Mm -hmm. came to that town. Some of them were dressed crazy. Some of them were (laughs) rich. Some of them came off the farm, and they only had their dad's gun and one bullet. Doesn't matter. You're a killer. Kill.
2: Yeah. See. 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 see, see, That's my point. I. I think that the. It's kind of weird in this country because it's like the country doesn't really celebrate. Artists in a way. Right. And I think that, like, writers are such important for everyone's inner life that if you go to Harvard, it's like you said, that's not getting you a job, that degree. Right. So it's, it's kind of like it doesn't matter where you, you know, like, learn your swordsmanship. Right. Mm-hmm. You know how to fucking swing that blade you, look look you, look I t- I tell it's like I tell it's yeah. like you know it's like it's it's like um in Lone Wolf and Cub yeah. they all have their sword schools mm-hmm. and you and you know what there's some sword schools that aren't part of the shogunate but they still whip everyone's they ass. Whip your ass and look, that's yeah. all that matters <laughs> right. in the yeah. battle and that's right. the
4: thing i think a lot of people <clears throat> have a hard time with in terms of setting milestones and all that kind of stuff um i would imagine in the corporate world that it's slightly more merit based but there's still a component of who you know who's your friend, who's your mm-hmm. enemy. Mm-hmm. There's a little certain amount of backstabbery that goes on, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Our industries, the art industries are relatively soft by comparison. There's not as many straight lines to rise, right? right? Mm-hmm. But the other side of that is mm-hmm. the randomness serves you as much as it hurts you. The softness serves you as much as it hurts you. So you'll come out of a meeting where those people were always sweet to you mm-hmm. um, and you didn't get the job after all. Right. Right, yeah. They were great yeah. Everyone loved me Pat me on the head You're so wonderful And then you don't get the job You can get a little mad And depressed It's just going to keep happening But on the other side of that You can come out of a meeting Where everybody was kind of frosty mm-hmm. And they're like I don't even know If I like these people <laughs> <You know? laughs> And then they call yeah. you And all of a sudden They're like you know, We're about to pay you Tens to hundreds of right. thousands Of dollars to do right. something You were doing anyway right. um, And come play with us yeah. well,
2: so, well, This is the thing about The, the meetings when people Are frosty like that I've found that When they're frosty It's because they're trying to process what you told them that they like and that they can't multitask Mm -hmm. their ability to be super civil with you Hmm. and like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Because I remember one time we had um, pissed something over at Fox, uh, the TV people, and they were kind of lukewarm in the room and we were leaving the room. And walk into... And they were saying goodbye and everything like that. And they stopped us in the hall and said, no, 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 let's... Let, you know what? We actually want to do the show. Hmm. Right. And we were like, we thought we yeah. fucked that up. Yeah. Because, we were like, go, know, there, we, go we, drink some beers and <laughs> yeah. call our
4: girls up. You, yeah, you know? yeah, because
2: their behavior was so much like, yeah, yeah get the fuck out of here kind of right. thing. And it was like, yeah. oh. And I was like, oh. And that happened another time, one time. And then we and then we almost got something and then it didn't go because someone else. And then I began to realize, it's like, you know, like, when they're so, like they don't want to show how excited they are. Right. That's them everybody's playing their their cards and Mm -hmm. it's like oh fuck now, um, you know what? That's the fucking, like, ace in the whole, like, you know, he put the Trump down. Mm-hmm, How do yeah. we fucking deal with that? And and, and they kind of freeze up. And yeah. When they freeze mm-hmm. up, they like, please leave, please leave you so we can You just can't discuss. know. You
4: might actually literally stumble on a sentence that they had just said to each other in private about mm. the project. You know, it's just like if silver turned into gold, right? <laughs> Some random ass stuff that you would have never said on your own, right? And in their mind, a light bulb goes off and they're like, this guy gets it, right? right? right. I don't get anything. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but, I said the right trigger, Mm -hmm. and now I'm in. And I don't know. And like you said, if they're good at their job, their poker face is impenetrable, Yeah, right? Uh, You can't tell. So the softness, everything we're trained as kids up until young adulthood is, if I do X, barring racism, barring sexism, barring weird outside things that prevent my rise... Mm I should do okay, Mm -hmm. right? Even if I was a B-plus student, there's a place for the B-plus student in a corporate structure. Mm -hmm. There's a place for the AAA student in a corporate structure. There's Mm -hmm. a place for a C student in a corporate Mm -hmm. structure. If I do X and there's not an extra factor that's against me, I should be fine. Out here, it's...
3: I found that I could Google... I had no prior experience in doing project management before I got that job. They saw something Mm -hmm. in me and was like, oh, hey, you seem nice. Come on up. <laughs> and so I literally spent the first three months Googling how to do how my to be a project job. Man, right? yeah, yeah, how to do my job. And then I realized, oh, they don't know what they're doing either. Mm-hmm. This is great. This is fine. And mm-hmm. I stuck with that for five years. Mm-hmm. Like I wound up I was I I remember thinking they made a mistake. They must have mistook me for someone else. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to be here. Why do we
4: why I don't do this by the way. I don't I mean, suffer I was from surrounded this?
3: by people with master's degrees in engineering, da da, da, da and I for. Just three months. They're right. They really screwed this up. Okay, let me Google this before they find out that I have no idea what the hell I'm talking but about. But on the other side <laughs> of that,
4: clearly, you, both of you are people who are uh, achievers.
1: It's all three right? of
3: it. yeah. Are
4: people who are like, I want to go over there, and I'm going over there. And you do go over there, whatever mm-hmm. over there is to you. Yeah. And then you get there.
1: Yeah. I'll go over there and knock somebody's drink over. By right, me.
4: you will. I know that. <laughs> I'll take a sip. <laughs> when, <laughs> when, my now. when you <laughs> land there, and it wasn't something you just built yourself, yeah. where it's you're clustered around these other folks yeah. who are kind of like you in a weird way, you mm-hmm. don't realize it. Uh, what is it that triggers? What makes it kick in? This idea that I might not belong here, because my whole thing was just. I can't keep up with this ridiculous conversation about formulas and mathematics and all the time. <laughs> right. I Stop. couldn't
3: keep up with the conversation about uh, reduced vertical separation mediums and blah, okay. blah, blah. I'm done. And I was just I'm like. Done. Yeah, <laughs> I quit but now. now I, you should now. have hired me. I quit. But seven <laughs> years later, it's like, oh, holy shit, that was actually really cool stuff. But right. at the time, I was just like, right. Okay.
5: But
2: see, <laughs> right. was, I know okay. what that is. Yeah, the sure. thing about, The thing about you, Hugh, mm. is that if you started talking about
1: the scene, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be able to keep up. And that's what happened. Yeah. That's every day. At some point, like somebody like, asked me about it. Like you know, what like I mean? that's
2: the thing that I think people need to right. be aware of. I mean, we talk about this a lot In the show. It's like that's what, my superpower. Your superpower. Don't look right. at what power? you think you're
3: lacking, but you know, know. focus on the things that you right. actually do have. Everyone the has their kryptonite. Yeah. Right.
2: You know, right. shit. But right. you know, but but Superman. When you talk about Superman, you never focus on the kryptonite. You you focus on the plethora of powers. Yeah. Yeah. I always you know? try
4: to. Once I feel like. I wouldn't say it's conscious, but I try to tell this to young writers and new writers coming out. Uh, Never tell your sob story unless it ends with gold. Mm -hmm. right you can talk about the tragedy of your life but it better end on a really up note in Mm -hmm. an exact inverse to how bad it began Mm -hmm. so i started in this horrible african village Mm -hmm. during apartheid blah 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 blah. but now i'm elon musk (laughs) (laughs) it has to end that way or don't tell that story because it's too dark people don't they they lie and say they want to know you they don't want to know that shit yeah Yeah. okay give me a hollywood ending but once Mm -hmm. you right Mm -hmm. hollywood wants a hollywood ending Mm -hmm. yes but on the other side of that, you don't need to lie either. Just tr- The biggest trick is figuring out what it is that they see, that they like, mm-hmm. so that if they want to hire you, you've presented your best self, in mm-hmm. theory. They liked your best self, but you don't know what aspects of your best self they like. Right. Right. So don't worry about pleasing them in that sense, but understand that they already made the decision to like you.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: It's kind of like talking to girls at a club. If you walk up to a girl at a club guys, here's here's some actual game instead of that <laughs> that incel bullshit, okay? <laughs> By the time You can't just wipe <laughs> Children, please. Meet people. Meet actual people. Go
3: outside. And it's right. not,
4: I'm 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 let's say whatever whatever the Kinsey scale is, let's say I'm ninety-seven point five percent straight. Okay. So I'm gonna refer to this as, as cisgender terms, but it works for everybody. When you walk up to the object of your affection in a dance club, mm-hmm. she has watched you walk up. Right. Yeah. All of that was tracking your ass please and making you. her assessment. Right. So if you get to the point, where you can even ask for that dance, That's you're at 100% right there. Mm-hmm. Everything you say after that is points being taken off. Literally everything. That's everything funny. you do or say after that That's is funny. 97, 98, 50. <laughs> you, right, you, know, you get down to 62, way, uh, you, really, you should this. go back to your boys and exactly. try another Let's lady. Not, you know yeah. what? I'm done with this stuff. But song, the same man. thing is true in this industry, it's basically always that moment. Mm-hmm. If they like you, they already like you. So your job is to minimize the things that make them take. Minimize off the points. deductions. <laughs>
2: okay. See, <laughs> okay, but this is an interesting point you made. You add about about like you know like you don't know people, what people like about you. I think part of something that you have to do is you gotta ask friends of yours who are really close friends. What do you see about me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the positive thing? So you know how to like amplify and don't that. Get defensive. And Yeah, yeah and right. what's the negative That's hard stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it takes courage to ask that question, right. and, and then your friends have to be that close friends to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. because they because if they lie to you, I mean, yeah, they people. I mean, they might lie because they, because they don't want to hurt your feelings. But you honestly, like, look, I got to know this because I got to mm-hmm. make some adjustments to make these meetings better. So I mean, it they,
3: becomes a balance of like pitching yourself before you can even pitch any sort of project yeah, of, right. of any have, kind yeah, because well, they're both very Who's important. your
4: superhero self? Who's your... When you... When you right. pull open the chest right. Whose emblem is sitting there? Right. The emblem that's sitting there Is you in Hollywood yeah. and All that other stuff Is for back at the headquarters With the people who's like, <laughs> Look I know everybody Calls you Superman right. I know your ass is Clark so Let's <laughs> talk about What's going exactly. on with you Lois exactly. That's yeah. all for home yeah. right. Okay People will pretend and lie That they want that aspect of you mm-hmm. Because they want to feel like Good people in the world Or something But it's entirely horseshit yeah. Entirely Even the nicest Best Most sincere Complete fucking horseshit right. right And from your point of view you only can, pre- it's, it, that's the hard part of the job, because you really have to segregate out the negative aspects. Now, the other part of the job that's really hard is, let's say you had a bad meeting, and it's universally, both sides of the desk are like, uh-huh. God damn, that was horrible. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and you're going home, and you're like, I'm never going to work, and all this other shit. And your agents call you up, and they're like, wow, why, what, what did you do? Did you bring in a nuke and blow everything up What the fuck? <laughs> they called us screaming, what the hell? And you think, logically, what you all should do is put your heads together and go, okay, what did I do to fuck up that meeting? Right so I can apply it to the next meeting. Mm -hmm. Except the next meeting's gonna be with completely different people. They're gonna work different things, they're gonna see different things, and so you're gonna, the the logical uh, bounce from the first bad meeting is, oh, okay, well they didn't like that I was a little bit too big, or they didn't like how I cut my hair, Mm -hmm. or I had a political statement on my T-shirt, I should never wear that T-shirt again, oh my God, I can burn that T-shirt. That's all bullshit. It's all uh, because of the logic of normal business Mm -hmm. that makes you go, oh, okay, well when I go to my next law firm, Mm Probably I shouldn't wear the dashiki. I should probably wear a tie, (laughs) right? Unless it's the dashiki law firm, wherein that's okay, right? right? But Culture. Right? So when you pop out of that, you want to exert control. Mm -hmm. The hardest thing all of us have to learn in the arts is that the control, the only control you have is in the product you produce. You have to make a lot of scripts. In theory, they should be of a wide variety, mm-hmm. or conversely, if you are the action-adventure guy or the science-fiction gal, mm-hmm. then you need to make a lot of scripts. Mm-hmm. You need a lot of bullets for your gun belt, right. okay? Because that's what you do. That's the control you exert. When someone reads your script and it's, script and it's undeniable, all the other little cosmetic stitch starts to fall away. Mm-hmm. You have to be truly psychotic in this town, as we all know, <laughs> than to have a really awesome script. And they're
2: like, yeah, but she's psychotic. Um, did you read this script? Right. That's Hollywood. Right. Yeah, yeah but you know well, but you're right, because cause, cause even those psychopaths get work. Do they? Really? In this town? A lot no. Of what? And okay. run shit.
4: And, How dare you? What just, are you you better tell the children the truth? And not just get work, but they run shit. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what he's talking about. He's just making up stories <laughs>
1: That's the So let's part. so let's get into some questions. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna start with this one. So our good friend, our other big bro. Paul Guillo, my man, mm. put out something to you this morning. Which oh, I loved, yeah. Right. I'm, I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read your, your basic answer, and then we'll, this we'll, is we'll on expand Twitter, on yeah. it. Yeah. He, and we, he sent it on, on Twitter. So he said, So, Jeff Thorne, what's the biggest difference between writing animation for TV and live action for TV? And here was your short answer. You can expand on this. Okay. You said, Wow, the absolute lack of subtext, plot, 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 all emotions right on the surface. Um, so let's get into that. Animation as mm-hmm. it has. Okay, there's it. And by the same. way, let me interrupt you. We got a, we got a plane mm-hmm. going by with a. What do they call it? A little banner? Oh, that what tells does that you. Say? I don't know. I can't see it from it's here. It's too small, guys. It just keeps rolling around. We're in <laughs> well, no one Hollywood, knows what Josh, you're saying. So <laughs> forgive us S- if S- you stop. guys are. Stop. Why are you whispering? <laughs> <laughs> no, so, was probably going to be doing it the whole time. You show, are literally so.
4: holding a megaphone. Why are you whispering?
1: <laughs> um, okay. The
4: difference between writing for animation and writing for um, live action, live action. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are certain tools you're not allowed to use um, sex, hyperviolence, uh, politics, mm-hmm. uh, religion. All that kind of stuff is basically out. All the things that adults would do to relate to one another. But really yeah. fundamentally, in, in, um, in live action, you're going to be relating to actors who are seen. Mm-hmm. So those actors are going to add nuance to your, your work that is not even necessarily in the work. They're just going to bring themselves to it. Right. In <laughs> cartoons, Wonder Woman looks exactly like Wonder Woman every week, uh, every moment of the right. frame. She's not going to do anything you don't tell her to do. True. She's going to be exactly how you want her to do. And the voice actors, when they do add nuance, Sometimes the nuance is better than what the image is. Like the actors are sometimes, I would even say often, better than what the animators do. (laughs) For various reasons that have nothing to do with the animation. The animation can be brilliant too, right? It's just the way the cogs work. But from the writing point of view, the tool that you lose really most aggressively is there's no such thing as subtlety. Everybody says what they actually think, Mm -hmm. um, or they say nothing, right? Those are your tools. So like, even if you look at a really sophisticated show like Legend of Korra, where it has a lot of subtle, I guess, subtleties of emotion going on, uh, if you go back and really look at it, very few people do anything that isn't a straight-up lie, which the audience knows it's a lie, right. or they say what they feel, or they say why I'm not telling you why uh, what I really feel.
2: Mm. Let me ask you a question about mm. that. I mean, <clears throat> do you think that's really just a function of the fact that you're looking at drawings and not people's faces? No,
4: because... I think it's a matter of how inexpensive it is to make animation. Uh, We went round and round about, oh, my God, I can't tell you this story yet. I'm literally disallowed from telling you the inner workings of of working on a Black Panther. So let me try to make this abstract. Um, When you're making an animated series, you're spending a lot less money. Um, Technically, animation can provide nuance, as you've seen in every Disney movie, every Pixar movie. Like, But they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars. There's literally a crew that just does the facial expressions, right? Mm-hmm. right? Don't have time or money for that in, in TV animation. So if you go in back and look at even your most favorite, let's say, uh, the Batman Adventures mm-hmm. or, or the Justice League or, or Young Justice or one of that, really go back and look at the faces. They're largely static, Right? It, the 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 emotion the emotional expressions don't change unless it's just active anger, like right. straight up like the stereotypical when I say I'm angry, you get this crazy picture in your head. <laughs> that's like, like skeleton, <laughs> Yeah, stuff like that. Because there's really no time for subtleties of facial expression. So the it, the level of difficulty in some ways increases. I always say writing for children, although not all animation is for children, some of it's for everybody. We're trying to do all ages with Black Panther, by the way. Um Writing for children is harder than writing for anyone else. Children are vicious and mean. Mm -hmm. Um, They do not care. They don't care about (laughs) your process. (laughs) They don't care about whatever. They're like, I don't like that. Move on to the next, right? Right? Um, And you have fewer tools to write for them. You cannot use subtlety because they have not grasped that concept yet. So all these things conspire in what Americans mostly think of animation as for kids. So I don't personally. I just think a story is a story. But because of that, over that over overhanging sort of stricture. Um, you have to, and I had to learn this, by the way. It's not like I'm some freaking genius and I walked over from live action and I was like, oh, okay, this will be easy. Mm-mm. There are things I would try to do and my very competent showrunners would say, yeah, that's great. And if we were shooting this live action, that scene would stay in.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: No, can't do it. Yeah. Do something else to express that, right? right? Um, and uh, so I would say it's not, it seems simpler, but the simplicity is like trying to write a haiku. Mm-hmm. You think it's easy? Go yeah. try to write yes. one. <laughs>
2: well, you know, I just, so I bring it up because the other night I was watching this uh, video on Anthony Hopkins' work in Westworld. Okay. And there's this, and they this guy breaks down this scene in the first season when he's talking with the corporate woman mm-hmm. at this uh, restaurant. And it's interesting because he was like, okay, so here's the scene where the woman asks Anthony Hopkins a question. And it's like, watch this moment, this guy says. And there's this, she asks him a question. And he pauses for seven seconds before answering. But in those seven seconds, the guy breaks down like like the range of emotions he goes through without saying anything, mm-hmm. moving his head, changing his eyes, like half smile, a frown, all in the seven seconds, and then he responds. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, mm-hmm. that's some brilliant fucking acting. That's what I'm saying. It's like, and that, that's you meant, like the subtleties that you can't get you, in you those situations. You you know? And you
4: know, and it's not even a matter of you can't. It's, it's, it's going from <laughs> writing a, a novel, every novelist is not a good screenwriter. Every screenwriter's not a good novelist. Right. Every novelist can't write a short story. Every short story writer can't write a novel. Yeah. Comic book writers think, oh, I'll just jump over to screenwriting. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, no you, you won't. won't. <laughs> and, and screenwriters even more so. Right. It's actually easier to transition up from comics to screenwriting than it is to transition down. Yeah. Because... Screenwriters don't realize how much they rely on motion. Right. You realize how much you rely on motion when you try to write a comic mm-hmm. book where there isn't interesting. Right. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because you because you just in a comic you're trying to find like those panels that mean the, that are conveying emotion mm-hmm. the yeah. most, and and you know and you can kind of like Stretch and you can stretch out a moment in a comic. In a way, you can't. What you just said. You know, every
4: time on my Twitter feed I watch a writer who's been, never been writing comics and they've got their first gig and whatever, <laughs> almost invariably there'll be a day where they realize that what we call the gutters, which are the white space in a comic, yeah. in a traditional comic, because they don't all have gutters, but generally right. if there's gutters, that's time. Yeah. Right? And you can do shit with the time of the gutters. Mm-hmm. And as soon as a comic book writer who wasn't one before realizes that, it's like, oh, Damn! (laughs) Right, and then their work changes completely completely after that. Yeah, right. right? But it's one of those osmosis things. You kind of have to be doing it to learn it. Mm -hmm. And same thing with writing animation. Mm -hmm. It's it's simpler, uh, but I write adventure. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know what it's like to write. I, I feel like comedy and romance. Comedy first because you're trying to guarantee a laugh. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter, live action, PG, G, right. G-rated, whatever. You're basically saying, I'm going to write all this stuff over here. And then months later, years later, all these people are going to laugh. <laughs> God bless you. You're the bravest souls <laughs> in the world. <laughs> right. And love. It's impossible. to. It's not impossible. It's nearly impossible to write love. Because right. yeah. everyone's like, that's not how it feels. Right. That's, it's close, but no. Right. It's how it looks. But that's how it feels. Anyway. And so, yeah. Right. It, it, it lacks nuance. Lauren, you do
1: action, right? That's your thing? Yes. What's
3: your... Action. Action with pops of comedy. Right. Now, see, um, I,
1: and, and we've talked about this, I think it's really, really important. There are a lot of women out there, women writers, who do this. And I think I think we need more of it. And I mean, animation, I grew up in animation.
4: In animation. That. Like, I, I, yeah, that's, that's all I know. Um, one of the things that I noticed when I went into animation was uh, I did it as a hobby for many years, and then it added up as wow, you're actually, this is like a second <laughs> right. career. No, you're a showrunner. Your hobby is everything. <laughs> yeah. Your hobby is everything you do when you're not doing this other thing. Exactly. But, What I noticed was there's several things that conspire against women and minorities in animation in specific. Mm -hmm. One, the money's not that great by comparison to uh, live action. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two, no residuals for most part. Guild. uh, (laughs) The shows that you watch like uh, The Simpsons and all that, those are treated like sitcoms. They're treated like live action sitcoms. They're covered by the Writers Guild Mm -hmm. and the Screen Actors Guild and all that stuff. So the monies that people make those actors on The Simpsons right. could get rich being on The Simpsons. all this could time. The actors are. who work, <laughs> the actors who work in what you think of as Saturday morning cartoons, right. all the rest of the cartoons, basically right. that aren't at night, mm-hmm. um, they don't get any of that. They don't get residuals. The writers don't get anything. They get much smaller pay. Flat feet. All of this <laughs> stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you're a budding screenwriter, and even though you always wanted to write that really great Cora episode, once you get out here, <laughs> it's kind of like not good for your wallet to want to yeah. get into it too. Mm-hmm. Up until extremely recently, women were segregated away from action adventure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Possibly consciously, but really just for the basic dude prejudice of (laughs) that joke (laughs) I made about gamer girls, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I've had my ass kicked a lot online by (laughs) young ladies (laughs) that were like, ha ha, I got your ass, right? (laughs) And um, I'm like, I didn't feel any particular shame based on being beat by women. (laughs) I got shame by being beat. Yeah, that's the (laughs) thing. (laughs) I don't care who
1: beats me. It's like, like, fuck, how did she even do that, right?
4: She's not supposed to run up the walls in this game. It's a Western game. How do you even run up the walls doing that? <laughs> <laughs> whatever okay but in animation it's it's a good microcosm of all mm-hmm. writing for many many years women were segregated directed towards background painting mm-hmm. so in mm-hmm. the actual animation area you could be a great animator but where's the job for you mm-hmm. the job for you is in background painting mm-hmm. yes. so if you want to eat you better be a background painter too you meant to be greatest an- right. and for writing Writing grew up in animation in a really weird way as sort of the last thing to happen where everything else was based on visual gags and technical stuff. So, uh, again, you're, it's conspiring against women and minorities to want to enter it because the dividend at the end is not big enough to sustain. Right. You have to be so good at it and juggling multiple shows in order to have a life at it. Mm-hmm. So when you look around and you're trying to staff your show and you're like, well... You know, um, here's a handful of women I know. They're gonna know a bunch of other women. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to justify to the studio why this person who's been writing My Little Pony her whole life can now come over and write exactly. this thing about ninjas mm-hmm. who shoot people in the neck. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a writer, <laughs> so I'm like, look, I read her work. Yuck. She can do this. Mm-hmm. Why are we trusting you exactly? We're barely trusting your ass. <laughs> so you know, um, so w- that woman doesn't get to rise. Mm-hmm. So the women that I wanted to work, some of the women I wanted, I shouldn't say women because I got the women I wanted, Mm -hmm. but there are other women. It could have been a lot more women-friendly, except Mm -hmm. the women I wanted also, they've been in the animation industry a lot. Mm -hmm. They're always busy Mm -hmm. because there's five of them. right? right? There shouldn't be. There should be 500 of them, Mm -hmm. but you have to have a reason to want to get in. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's edging away now. I think the generation of like 20-somethings and a, maybe to 30, there's women that are like, screw that. Uh, I came here to take names and right. kick asses and maybe have ice cream. But if, <laughs> if we're out of ice cream, those asses are getting kicked. Um, and they're kind of like, no, I always wanted to write animation. I, always, I grew up on anime. Yeah. Um, I got schooled on Sailor Moon literally yesterday morning because oh. it's kind of like, I've heard so many women writers, of certainly of animation, be like Sailor Moon was my jam, mm-hmm. and I'm like Sailor Moon, right? It's like shut up, jab. But um, then they break it down for you, and I'm like, well, that's just an action show. It just has these three extra elements in it, mm-hmm. and it focuses on women. Mm-hmm. My jam would have been Kim Possible. Mm-hmm. Right, but I was anyway. That's a whole other show. But <laughs> the point is get that no. <laughs> until recently, there weren't enough women going. No, I just want to do this. Yeah. Right. This. I don't want to be over there. I want to be over here doing this. Yeah. Yeah. So.
2: Well, I think it was, that my I think it has to do with what you were saying earlier, Lauren, about the 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 video game, the rise of the video games. I kind of think that there's because like when I was growing up, there was not a lot of women who would play video games. Yeah. But around the time when the NES came out and Sega Genesis and stuff like that. It became more of a, um, it just became more open. Because yeah. Yeah. to me, I mean, because when I was first up playing video games, i go to the arcade, right? You've never seen women. See women in the arcade. So you You've know. never seen girls in the arcade. it's hostile to yeah. women. It totally is. Totally, it totally uh, is. Yeah. What girl's yeah, walking yeah, I into I a room full of, of sweaty testosterone <laughs> <boys. Well, see>, feet? <laughs> but you're rare, so, but you're right? Rare. You're going to go to an arcade filled with teenage, teenage boys? boys.
3: Yeah. I would have a sandwich bag full of quarters and my parents would yeah. just leave me. Go. I
2: be So I think that the the console allowed women to play the games that they wanted to play and not to walk into this hostile And it's a meritocracy.
4: Yeah, It's a meritocracy. I, that squad of females in Ghost Recon, they can kick Get your ass, ass, dude. Yeah, it's not because it. they're chicks. They're just He's beating your ass. ass. I, I grew
3: up with those games. I grew up with those those films. And I think you and I talked the last mm-hmm. time I was here. Like The um, the very first script I ever tried to write, I think I told you this, was mm-hmm. was, was um, my own version of Terminator 3 because I had seen Terminator 2. I was 12 when it came out. Okay. And my mind was blown. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, I want... To do that, I want to make something like that. I want to create a person like Sarah Connor. And so I, before we had a computer, I hand wrote. About a hundred and something pages, and mm. was trying to find out how to contact James Cameron, and <laughs> was like, "I want to do this." And I you love know,
1: that naiveness when you're innocent.
3: I, I mean, I was <laughs> That's 12. very naive. I love
2: that. <laughs> but it's, I was you're 12. right. Some innocence. Um,
3: well, you don't know. Did huh. remember? Coached, I dude. remember going to the theater with my mom to watch Aliens when mm. it first came out, and. When we got out i was i wanted to play Ripley with all my friends I wanted to play in the you right. know I wanted to have the the power loader and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And so I, now I, I look back on all that and that shapes 98% of what I write.
4: Representation fucking matters. It I does. See. It mm-hmm.
3: really does. But now you, we, we talked about me writing that story about my time in Kosovo, mm-hmm. which is not an action story. Oh, and honest? it is right. painful. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. And I am struggling. She's just but dropping shit, man. Mm-hmm. She
2: lived in Kosovo for like uh, She's two dropping years. dropping shit, like, yeah. oh, and
4: then I was in Kosovo. <laughs> <laughs> after, <laughs> As after, one is.
3: After college, when I couldn't get a job, when I couldn't come out here.
4: You, of course. Went to Kosovo.
3: My pa- well, because my family lived in Germany. My dad was stationed in Germany oh, right. at the time, yeah. So he was stationed in Germany. So he was like, "Well, you ain't got to go, but you should probably find a job somewhere." <laughs> yeah. You can't stay here, though. But you can't <laughs> stay
5: here.
3: So series of random events. My mom overheard somebody talking about the need to fill a position. She called me, and I was on a plane two weeks later. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I stayed for what was supposed to be four months turned into two years. So well, I we stayed got to get this she... girl out of the house. That's saying yes, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's saying
2: yes. Where can we send her? Well, Kosovo's free. <laughs> I, 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 I keep saying, did you watch the movie The Whistleblower? Have you seen the movie The Whistleblower yet? No,
3: I put, I, I put it in my queue because you told me about it last time I was here. Yes. Yeah, I have been just struggling. So I actually went back to Toronto a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I was looking at old pictures of my time there. Okay. And it really sort of opened up and sparked some things. So that's okay. that's actually helped. Um mm-hmm. Brought back some of the photos, and I was like, okay, I, I can do this. I can do this. Part of the reason why I realized I'm struggling mm-hmm. is because it ended, my time there ended when my mom passed away. Mm. So there's a bit of a. Right. Mm I get You, you kinda, don't want to touch I it. don't want to touch that yet. I know it's exactly so like, that's but, yeah, that. you know what? That's that. why
1: you have to touch and that's it. That's the goal. That's the goal.
3: So I'm two acts into the, the pilot, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, okay, I'm going to get through this. Then I thought, maybe I should just write that episode.
4: Why not? I'm going to get through this episode?
3: The, 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 that that, that particular episode, right? And just get it out of the way. But then it's like that whole part about the bulletproof vest and helmet. Mm -hmm. I can't stop laughing when I think about that because, yeah, I tried to run. Like, they were like, do you have this? Why the fuck do I need that? You right. told me I was safe.
4: There's no safe.
3: I left it in the car. <laughs> it's a war zone. I'll be right okay, it's Kosovo. or so, it you at, It was a little after everything had popped off. Mom, do was, you hate me? Why would you give me a job here? <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you. It's a war zone. zone. <laughs> I, mean, I honestly, Jeff, had so. no idea where I was going All right, when me I got there. i something cool
4: about this, even above the, this, the fact of it, because holy shit, um, <laughs> is a lot of us who write, are dissimilar to what the popular culture tells you about whatever group we're in Mm -hmm. gay, black, female, Mm -hmm. Latin, whatever. And you'll come into an office with these stories. The reason of representation that inclusion matters is that I, my wife is like that. Mm -hmm. She's, Marion Ravenwood, she goes to war zones and helps rebuild after Mm -hmm. earthquakes and all this kind of, she's an NGO worker, Mm -hmm. right? So was my dad. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had a very strange upbringing by normal person standards. It's not better or worse, just weird, right? You need that voice. You need to see more women. You need to see more women of color telling stories of, oh, and then I went to Kosovo. Right, so We
3: got under the Tuscan sign, we've got eat, pray, love, but saying, we don't have... So when you
4: say there's yeah. a dearth of this kind of material, where are the women out there that are writing? What I was getting at before and I didn't quite get to mm-hmm. is there is a component of there not enough candidates in certain weird areas. Right. And the way that you get more candidates is to make those areas attractive to those candidates. You can't just go, oh, we look for some chicks. Didn't find enough chicks. We have binders of women. You're <laughs> <Right. laughs> like, dude, please. I got a Rolodex. Just call me. You need right. some women to write your show. i tell yeah, you what. See, just call yeah, me. Yeah, see, right. It's you
2: interesting know. you brought up like, Aliens. It's like... It's kind of weird in me in a certain sense because like, I... I've seen so many movies and maybe it's maybe cuz of like the the, dirt, the the type of projects that I look at to see it's like I see a lot of projects and I'm interested in seeing projects that are either written by women star women or you know or directed by women you know mm-hmm. because I kind of you know it's like we were talking the other day I think like you know like um Lisa and I mm-hmm. were talking about like um, Catherine Bigelow, and it's like, oh, you know, oh, he, God, I, I, you know, people kind of forget that, you know, that like she did Near Dark and like you the know, greatest vampire the movie. You know, F- she did that. Movie. She did Point and she, and she did she did Point Break yeah. and she did uh, Strange Days, and it's kind of like, you know, what she jumped into doing those kind of like those kind of like masculine type of films, mm-hmm. and but she added something, and it's like it's like with Alien too, like to me, like growing up. You know, it's like you mentioned, you know, like Marion Ravenwood. It's 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 like to me, it's, it's like that's what I see as like like th- those projects always meant something more to me, mm-hmm. and those projects because always played rare, better, right? you know. But 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 then you step back and you go, those things were such anomalies. But I think that the, I think that the reason why they were so successful is because of that anomaly that right. they did like shift things around in a certain way. I mean, you mentioned Sarah Connor. I mean, I kind of think like. You think about the Terminator, and it's always about Sarah Connor. Always. and mm-hmm.
5: but the here's guy. the genius, like, here's like,
4: the genius you of that. Forget about Reese,
1: yeah, she's the A yeah. 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 if, if
4: you go watch the original Terminator, she's the damsel mm-hmm. until yep. about a 2 Thirds of the way through, yeah, yeah. she makes a switch. There's a, there's at first, a a point right. like, you know what, bite me with this shit. Right, up until that point, it's Reese going, Run, you stupid woman. <laughs> right. Do you not see the robot trying to kill everybody? <laughs> right, yeah, but it's really weird, bitch, run, right? <laughs> and then she's like, You know what, Fuck that running shit, let's yeah. kill this motherfucker. Right. And then Terminator 2. She's just that person. She's yes. got she You have to have it explained. Yes, right? and I
3: didn't see the first one before. I saw them out of order. I saw the second one first. Oh, you saw Terminator first. first. I, I mean, really I was sure. five when the first one came out, right. so there was a line. I get my parents <laughs> drew. I guess to now, take me, me to that, that one. at time, as you but, know, I'm sorry. uh, uh, I didn't know that she was a damsel, and I was a little confused as to why. Okay, why is she running? But yeah, I loved that she wasn't anymore. And mm-hmm. that's like she
4: had character arc. <laughs> got she was a girl, but she the was thing amazing. you know, filming uh, film historian remember. Right. Yes, those movies were. Everyone credits them to James Cameron right. alone.
1: Gail, Gail Ann Hurd and James yes. Cameron right. yep. made Gail those Anna movies. Hurt, right? yep. and
4: Gunnar Gale ain't nobody to fool with. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. so what you have is what I call a throwaway, a throwaway feminism. Okay, which is I'm not here to tell you about feminism. I'm just putting these people in this situation and whoever's able to step up steps the fuck up. Mm-hmm. The reason I liked Alien wasn't because of the feminist component. Alien mm-hmm. won. It was because for one of the few times in a movie that was sensibly a horror movie, mm-hmm. the person who lived was the person who behaved reasonably, right. who didn't freeze when they were scared mm-hmm. and fought, used their brain all the way through and that was Ripley. It wasn't because she was hyper-aggressive. Right. She wasn't particularly masculine. My dad had a fucking crush on her. right? <laughs> and I was like, Dad, shut up. I don't want to know that. <laughs> but... um At the end of the day, when she wins, it's because she's the most intelligent, she's the most reasonable, she's the one who understands I cannot fight this thing directly, I have to be smart. And she played it. And I'm like, that's my girl, holy crap. Mm -hmm. There was no component of it like, oh, I'm writing a strong female protagonist. Right. No, no, no.
2: I mean, you're right, and that's what I I mean, I I just remember as a kid, I remember seeing this movie called... um, the Eyes of Laura Mars, yeah. right? Yeah, and it's like one of these movies. Kate like, Dunaway, yeah, right? Yeah, Kate Dunaway, and, uh, and and uh, and <laughs> what's your boy? Uh, Tom, what's his name <laughs> from fucking uh, Lee? Uh, fuck, what, Lee Marvin? No. no, 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 no. Um, he was in the. He played Gerard in the Fugitive. Um.
3: Deputy, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, yeah.
2: Tommy okay. Lee Jones, and, and yeah. And I was like, that's such a cool movie that, and like, Little Drummer Girl came out like <sighs> around the same time with Diane Keaton. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like those movies always struck me as interesting because, mm-hmm. the, and it's, it's the same thing with Terminator. I think that if Terminator is about a guy, if Sarah Connor's a guy, I think the way that when you write it, when you see movies like that, like the, like the, the guys, it's something about the way this stuff is written, it's like, like, he becomes so aware of the danger in a way, and he behaves quickly. like Oh, we got to we got to try this thing in a way that mm-hmm. I think is not right. I think that in real life, if someone from the future came, <laughs> you'd be fucking tripping for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, like, wait, in real what? Life, you're like, what? The <laughs> robot? Not? Right. I mean, like if someone got shot the way he right. does and gets up and this, I mean, like and heals and he, you know, right. like heals. Mm. Uh, all right, we have a You'd be tripping I think the, the, I think the woman's response to that Makes that work in a way That is more palpable
1: For the audience right, right. Yeah. You know? like, so, we, Let we me just a, say this okay, Before go. you f- keep your thought please um, Chris and I have been saying this for months Actually I've been saying it for years But we've been using it a lot Most people in this industry make it On the script that people tell them not to make That's true They also make it on the script they're most scared to make that's also true. Because it's coming from here. That's yep. true. Trust me on this. Yeah. You got to push through it. Do it for mama. Whatever your reason is yeah. that allows you to go... Go ahead. Oh, I'm going to add on that. Mm-hmm. Don't interpret that if you're
4: fledgling. Right. Don't mean... It doesn't mean you have to write like Mate One or, no. or you know um, I don't even know I'm going to date myself with the mm-hmm. references but it doesn't have to be some deep movie about a moving emotional experience well, A
1: Quiet, like a quiet Place was a movie everybody told him not to make so I'm giving Star you Wars point. was
4: a movie that you know George I mean? Lucas was right. told are you oh, high right. George <laughs> <laughs> right. you better get a grip right. yeah. you better get back to that American Graffiti shit <laughs> right. right and he's like no I want to make Star Wars mm-hmm. I really want to make this no one's making this George no one's making this George no one's making this George Yeah,
2: but yeah, right. cause I think the story is, is that he wanted to do that after THX and they yeah. said no, yep. and and then he was like, because they were like, because you don't write with feeling, and he was like, oh, all right, with feeling, here's American Graffiti right, to right. say fuck all, y'all. Yeah, and now I get to do my masterpiece. Yeah, you know? but so. the point is that
4: there were. It's not. It's right where your heart is. Mm-hmm. Now your heart could be in that kind of a movie. Mm-hmm. But write it. Don't write it to be right. Don't Mm -hmm. write it because you think it's going to chase a trend or please someone else. Mm -hmm. Write it because, God damn it, this movie needs to get made. This show needs to be on the air. you
1: know, it's interesting. It's It's going to show your voice the most. Right. right. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, like, uh, last week I I was having lunch with some people and um, Virgil Williams was there who wrote wrote Mm -hmm. Mudbound. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that it took eight years to get that movie made. Right. And he wrote that movie when he was so comfortable doing everything on... He's already a high-level producer on TV. He he don't need no money. He don't need the money. (laughs) But he said, and and someone was asking him, how would you decide to do this movie? Right. And he was like, it's because of where my heart was. I read that book right. and I was like, I have to yeah, write I this. Have to do it. And what's crazy was that, that he was, and his agents, like he said his agents gave him like a stack of 10 books to read that they represented mm-hmm. and he chose that and they were like, why would you do this? Yeah, why would you do that? <laughs> right. why you? Why, uh, we only put that uh, in yeah, as a joke.
1: Yeah, exactly, that's <laughs> what he said, that's what he said. <laughs> right. And, 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 and they
2: basically were like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And he was like, I'm gonna write it on spec.
1: Right is right. what his, Fuck you know, y'all.
2: he's like. I'm gonna do this on spec. Well, you all and, thought I was asking you for permission. Yeah, that's, a, that's adorable. <laughs> yeah, <That's adorable. laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. It, 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 I mean, like that's not how it worked out e- eventually, mm. but that's. I mean, look, and it, I think that's his first. I mean, it got him an Oscar nomination. Yeah, right? you know, it was his yeah. first produced movie, Right and it got an Oscar, nomination and it, it took eight years, and he was like, and the whole time he was like, I'm working on. You know, um, Criminal Minds, and he mm-hmm. was like, Criminal Minds is cool and all but for the it's money, but it's the same every week, and it's not like flexing right. what that's I want to say what about Gio life. Paul Gill talks about. That, you know?
1: <laughs> right? Hey,
4: look, there's no one way to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what? There's no. If I tell you, you should do something. All I'm really saying is do you, but really do Correct. you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're trying to staff on a show and you present a fake image of yourself, understand, unless you're an amazing freaking meth- method actor, right. if they hired you based on this fake thing you presented, yeah. that's you for the duration. You better be able better to pull that up it. every day without a break. They will figure it out Because they'll be like, quick. wait, that's not anything like right. what you said. To Eight me. hours a day We're or ten hours you. a day it's in time the same why we hired right. You're, yeah,
1: you're they're out. They're going to see it. What well, yeah. I was going to ask <clears> What's you that French accent? What the fuck? When did you become
4: British? Oh, yeah, whatever. But Okay, so street dudes and a lady. Um, really, the these conversations ought to have a balance of To the mic, please. Everything. Okay. But uh, my feeling about this whole uh, female empowerment movement, all that kind of stuff, I want to see a woman director. I want to see it. I say that your womanness is immaterial to me. Your personness is very material to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what has happened in our industry, and I think across the board in the society, like always, people always try to separate Hollywood out. Like we're over here, right. and the rest right. of society is doing some other exactly. shit. It's all the same shit. We're all the same people. We're in a bubble, right? We're not in any kind of bubble. <laughs> Hollywood is just people. Okay, but what has happened is the personhood of women has been downgraded over course of a period of time. If you look mm-hmm. at the '30s and '40s, women dominated motion pictures. Mm-hmm. They not only right. that, they wrote the first stu- scripts. They, they, they were writing yeah. them. Yep. They were directing them. All of that stuff. United Artists, partially formed by a woman, mm-hmm. as a response to, you are not paying me enough and I don't yeah. have enough control, so guess what, motherfucker, right? Yeah. So the women have always been there doing that stuff and it's a cyclical thing. But in the actual product, they have been depersonized, mm-hmm. right, made into trophies and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and backstage, what that is evidenced as, as, oh, well, a lady can't do a, a action movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm pointing right at Catherine Bigelow. Oh. Right. I'm literally yeah. standing next to Catherine Bigelow. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually an inch taller than right. me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're an idiot, right? Exactly. And then you look at movies that have sold in these various arenas and they, and I'm like, it's your personhood. Mm-hmm. Um, my feeling about this is about black, about gay, about femaleness, whatever is, mm-hmm. I want everyone to have the same access. Everybody should be able to play who can play. Right.
5: Mm-hmm. But
4: I don't give you any special anything because you happen to share an ethnicity with me. I just want you not to be kept out because of that ethnicity. Once you've got to the point where I'm seeing you,
5: mm-hmm.
4: you better be a gladiator. Because a white guy's going to beat you if he beats you, mm-hmm. that's the way I look at it. The dude's going to beat you if he beats you. If he just straight up beats you, yeah. mm-hmm. if it's equal, you're going to get the gig. Yeah, <laughs> because fuck them. But not white people, <laughs> just people
0: who don't get you, don't give you the
4: gig. <laughs> <laughs> but but if it's they're measurably superior to you, then it isn't because you're black or gay or be whatever. Mm-hmm. I need to make my show,
5: mm-hmm.
4: and it needs to be awesome. So I, I I'm kind of weirdly disgusted by the fact that their white supremacy, their patriarchy, has forced all these people, and it's legitimate. I'm not saying it, it, it isn't the only response. It, it is the only response. But everybody's squatting up. like. Mm-hmm. Oh, the tribalism is like the getting tribal real God strong, not real, like, real strong. You you can't use their tactics. You can't adopt their tactics. You make yourselves into them, and then you didn't win anything by right. winning. You just are another version of them. Yeah, there was yeah. like an
2: interesting art. Someone was someone put on Twitter. somebody uh, I can't remember there was some TV writer who was saying that you know David Slack was saying that. Oh, he's oh, the, the shit! I the, love that guy. So if you go on, you know, he was like, "There's this." Is what happens It's like he's up here saying that. White male writers are being told by their agents,
5: Oh, yeah.
2: You're not, oh, well, you didn't get that job because they wanted a woman or mm-hmm. because they got some person of color. And it's like, it's, and that's part of what you're saying earlier, just about like people are just the civility. It's like they can't tell you, you weren't that good. So, uh, they don't want to be the person to tell right. you. Got, so they yeah. blame yeah. it on someone else. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's so easy to throw one of us on the bus. Yeah. You know, and it's, and I was, you know, and he was like, you know, and the thing is that he was saying, Slack was saying, the industry is not rigged against you if you're a white guy. It's fucking rigged for you. Yeah, if you right. can't make that's it, the meh,
3: then I there's a, that's a, per, that's a you problem. Yeah, that's <laughs> all <Yeah>. you <laughs> in the gym. You better get back in the gym.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so write something else. Exactly. Don't be so like, to sit on your mm. laurels. But I think the converse thing is that if you're black or you're a woman or you fall into these these categories that have to be protected for what, because of the, the society has kind of been such shit, mm. It's like you have to, you just have to write good shit in a way that it outstrips that. I mean, like I was telling a friend of mine one time a couple years ago, who was on a staff at first her job. She's like, "They're not treating me right," and I was like, "You know what? Since you're getting an episode, right? Yeah, yeah. They have sent it to me." You have to, like, kick everyone's fucking ass with the episode, right. yeah. and then they fucking go, we gotta oh. gotta be three times better. better.
3: No, no, to be the, not, five no, times, no, no, yeah. The the I'm gonna is, tell you guys offline wait. what I just did. <laughs> know,
2: <laughs> know, the thing yeah. is, is that some people still might not like you after you ordered a good episode, yeah. and those are the real assholes. You know what?
4: <laughs> Don't like me, man.
1: That's perfectly fine.
4: Do not like mm-hmm. me, because you know what they're gonna call? They're gonna call the best assassin. Right. They're going to call 007 They're not going to call 006 They're going to guarantee
1: you Your contract (laughs) Next year in Right That's right Right. Okay
4: Uh, You win by winning Mm -hmm. And it's unfair My dad You just said this I'm sure your father And parents told you this Military My dad is a Mine too As well Mm -hmm. They're like look uh, It's going to suck there's going to be a whole bunch of shit out there that's completely unfair, and you're going to realize it, and it's completely unjust, and you're absolutely right, and you know what? So what? What can you do about it just yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Even if you joined a movement and marched about it, what's really going to change in the day-to-day of it? You need to be undeniable. You need to be good enough at your thing that even the racist is like, <laughs> yeah, we th- we probably should hire Jeff, <laughs> right? <laughs> because we want to make a lot of money, yeah. right? And a lot of people can't square with that. They want it to be, I don't know, they're like a five year old going, no, it's not fair. Nope. It's, you know what my dad's response when I was five was? Life's That's not, not fair. fair. Nope, you're right. Yeah. So what's for dinner?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now
2: what? Straight up. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah. You've
4: grasped life now, five year old.
2: See, you know, it's interesting. There's a, there's a um, There's a book, I think his name is Thomas Friedman. He wrote this book called Thank You for Being Late. Hmm. And he was talking about how. What upsets a lot of white people now is is that for a long time, they could just get a high school degree and be good. Mm-hmm. And now the fact that the competition is like, oh, you you almost need a master's degree to be good now.
5: Yeah. You know,
1: and it's like that's is so like you need a bachelor's just to be in the fucking mail room at CIA. Yeah, <laughs>
2: you know, you yeah, why like, do they even have know, a
1: mail room? Why do you who think who uses mail?
2: Everyone's To me it. that's the way That weed motherfuckers deep out deep <laughs> deep. Deep. Yeah. Deep. Deep So, so, so was it, okay. it's this whole thing Where it's kind of like That level of like Where you've lost That entitlement mm-hmm. Is upsetting to people But it's kind of like You shouldn't have been taught that In the first place
0: I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the rank So you want to be a rider, well you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing and the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed In the rent room, we let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class, yes that's of kasha Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring no game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want